Uh, hey, Ben, I actually got some Tabasco sauce in my eye, so we need to delay this podcast by uh, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fine. Let's delay it by a lifetime. Welcome to what is now just kind of a weekly mix of being incredulous, searching for answers, and wallowing in shame. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker and um, Goat, I want you to explain to our viewers what what you see me doing as uh, we we get ready for this here podcast. Well, I'm, this is Boys Will Be Boys. Uh, my co-host is currently pouring straight Crown Royal into a glass with on the rocks, classy, but there's no chaser. It is just 100% <clears throat> premium Canadian whiskey. Yeah, it's it's I was the a big only fan way of that I'm, in college, you know. Um, it's the only way I'm going to be able to get through this. Um, I mean, I guess we could say we saw this coming. Is that like the only <laughs> silver I mean, lining, I, dude? I, I I've said this for weeks. I emotionally checked out on this team pretty early. Once Dak went down, that really was the nail in the coffin. So at this point, I have for weeks now. I have been openly rooting for us to lose because. I want better draft picks. I want this coaching staff gone, and I want. I think I, I'm, I'm so annoyed by the whole like. I hear every day there are people that are like, "Okay, like, what if we get like Kaepernick and we like we could like make a run and like if we get like to seven wins, like, dude, I don't want any of that shit. I don't want to limp to seven wins and get into the playoffs to get murked by some real team. That doesn't sound cool at all. See, I would. I just don't think they're remotely capable of doing that so it's like why we like we lost to a bad team not not lost like we got hammered by a bad team today uh or this week so i it's like every podcast i hear myself say like oh yeah we're pretty bad and like it registers in the head but you know like the five stages of grief goat like acceptance really isn't there and like this is the first week i just have to accept like this team isn't just bad, Ben. This team is maybe the worst team bad. Like, it we've had be, some bad sure. teams. This team, according to ESPN's new foul football power index, we're now only better than the Jets and the Jaguars, which I really think the Jaguars' offense might put up 50 on us. So Yeah, I mean, none, I that mean, none of that super bothers me. I mean, yeah, dude, like, our second string is pretty fucking terrible compared to the starting lineups of most NFL teams. And you put that on top of all the other issues this team has and they're fucking bad. Like that doesn't super shock me. Like, I, I, I mean, I guess I'll say I know they're bad, but they're like really, really bad. They're like laughable bad. They're not like, yeah, I mean, Oh, they're yes, getting but the like, you know, God, like man. dude, they, what, what I find really weird is, I mean, this happened in our group chat today. People were like, yeah, the, the Dallas Cowboys are the New York Knicks of the NFL. <laughs> That yeah, is bizarre that. to me, dude. Like, I'm not saying the Cowboys are super good all the time, but like, we can all admit this isn't a this is an unusual year. Yes, like being this bad is not the huge for the Cowboys. People are acting like, I mean, to, especially like when I have like Washington fans or like New York fans talk shit to us. This is like every other year for them. The or Giants like- or Washington lose, like. Two out of every three games, like half the time. So, like, 
I get it. It's our turn. So like, they're going to talk more shit. Like it's very bizarre to be like, yeah, man, the yeah. Cowboys, this is who they are. You're like, I mean, yeah, I think that I agree eh. with you. That's a weird thing. Like, yes, Dallas has had some bad years in the Garrett era, but a bad year was like eight and eight. We had one like really bad year where once again, everyone got hurt the year Tony and Dez got hurt. And like outside of that, we're pretty much always 500 or better. Like, no, we haven't won shit in a long time, but you're right. Like this, this notion that we've been like hanging around with the Browns and lions for a decade. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. I don't understand that at all. Like, yeah. So, and maybe it's just because Cowboys fans have ridiculous expectations for this team. And so it, it feels like they're constantly, but yeah, dude, like it gets a lot worse than being a Cowboys fan. Much, much worse. So I'll start there. Number point number two. Yes. I would like every person that told me, oh, now we've got a real quarterback to line <laughs> up and kiss my ass. Andy Dalton is so fucking bad. And I know he doesn't have a line, et cetera, et cetera. But just the absolute abortion of quarterback quality. I mean, hilarious. Hilarious. Um, yeah, he's terrible. I think I I don't know. I mean, his lines, but I think like I don't get the the defense Kellen Moore still gets that we can rag on like McCarthy, we can rag on Dalton, we can rag on this O-line and somehow like Kellen Moore is immune to like any criticism. Like, oh, if we're going to every... if we're going to sit here and say like Nolan obviously is that the defensive coordinator. He's obviously like the the biggest person in the hot seat. McCarthy, sure, but let's not act like Kellen Moore was just scheming up. Like I see Kyle Shanahan lose like fifteen fucking players a week, and the Niners are like down to their fourth string running back, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is gouging the Patriots for one forty. Like, dude, I don't I, know. I'm, I, I've I, never I, been sold on Kellen as this offensive guru. The only thing I really see from him that's like notable is that like. I'm really convinced that if it was up to Kellen, he would run a trick play on every single play. <laughs> well, I just he doesn't mean like... like he doesn't like running any kind of effective offense. He just likes running something interesting. So it's like, always like a triple reverse, like getting yeah. blown up in the backfield for a 10 yard loss, but like the punter was gonna like throw a lateral to the fullback who was going to fucking do a front flip over the defensive tackle for a touchdown. It's all bizarre. And I'm just like, dude, we suck fundamentally. Can we wait to pull out the fucking Statue of Liberty until we – I don't know. I just want like one – I know. I just mean like can't we just have a play where we're just like, man, I know Dalton does have a lot of time, but just tell fucking Gallup or Cooper someone to go deep and just throw a 30-yarder in the air. Like I know he's got very little – Gallup can go go get – I mean, one of like, every four of the, those. The ball's still coming out relatively quick, and I, I guess it's not – I know he has no faith in this offensive line, and I get that, but you don't need to have every single play, like every single ball caught at the line of scrimmage. Like we yeah, attacked horizontally nice. all game long, and I think that's what I was frustrated with, with Kellen. And, yeah, Dalton looked bad, but I don't know. I would love to see if we even attempted to have anybody sneak behind – Washington's bums like Washington doesn't have a good secondary. They have four really good players, and that's on their D line. Four first round picks in a row. And what do you them. need? What do you need to attack a team at the line of scrimmage? You need blocks that engage their players up front that loosen up room in that area. Well, 
I got news for you. Dalton Schultz is not going to catch every block. <laughs> Neither is your offensive line that's like three second stringers and a guy off the street. So, like, none of those plays are going to work, dude. So, I, yeah, I don't understand I guess, any of that. I, I don't know. And, and maybe, like I said, maybe it was just that that bad. But I refuse to believe, like, Gallup, I've seen CD people defending every up. single one of these people, though. Like, yesterday, I literally saw someone online being like, I don't understand why everyone keeps acting like Mike Nolan's the problem. Look at the stats. Mike Nolan's been a really good football coach. And I was like, in the 1990s. Yeah. yeah he dude, was like fucking the man, but cool, man. Like I I'm willing to bet <laughs> that if we went and got Jimmy Johnson out of retirement right now, he wouldn't be that great either. Like that's just the nature of things. Like, the, I mean, obviously we can all only, we all only know from our own experience, but I'll say this. Everyone who's ever worked in corporate America has had a boss who was good at their job just 20 years ago. And so they're like, yeah, bro, let me tell you how to close this sale, dude. Back in 98, dude, I closed this deal, dude. I faxed him over the contract. They called me on my beeper. We got it done, dude. And I'm just like, bro, none of this is applicable. You don't know what we're doing now. Please stop. So, yeah, same thing. And then the last thing I really want to hark on, Ben. Go for it. Dude, I just uh, – and I know I'm going to sound like some boomer here, but I hate <laughs> how every – I know that like the the nature of media is that they like come up with like their five stories for the week and those just run, right? Like which they come one, up with their little narrative. Your, I was going to say, which one got under your skin this week? Bro, if I have to hear one more time about how the entire Dallas Cowboys should have pulled out switchblades and killed John <laughs> Bostick for daring to touch Andy Dalton – and how it just shows the fucking lack of heart, and these guys aren't a team. They just all wear the same jersey and all this shit. Of course they didn't go fight, dude. They're obviously broken. They hate their job right now. I mean, So I heard... Every bad manager I've ever had is the same way. They're like, everyone hates coming to work. Everyone hates this guy. Everyone hates the entire, like vibe of what we're doing and then when the results aren't there and the director comes down from his office and is like hey shitty manager why aren't the numbers where they're supposed to be he's like you know these these guys down here they just don't have the fire you know they just don't have the work ethic they just don't want to they just don't want it like i like you and i did back in the day and they everyone buys that shit but no dude like you've created a culture where everyone fucking hates this place and they're mentally and spiritually broken. They fucking hate playing right now. It's not fun. So, of course, they're not, like, hyped up on 10, motor running hot every single play. It's a fucking slog just to make it through that bitch. Wow. All right. All right. I I hear a lot of that. I think uh, to counter some of that, I do agree the whole uh, – uh, Wow, why didn't anybody like kick fucking Bostick's ass after he touched Dalton's story was hammered into the ground? Like I, I'm fine with this at like a talking point afterward. Like, man, it would have been nice if somebody showed yeah, some. Yeah, of course heart. I would like them to show some heart. Of course I would. Yes. Yeah. And yes, I think if that's Dak Prescott and that's L. Collins out there witnessing it, he's catching a fucking body. Like, but you have a bunch of like I heard Troy Aikman today. He was on the ticket. And they asked him about that because, of course, everyone's got to have their fucking opinion about it. And he had uh, a similar take to you in, in much more Troy PR terms. But basically, it's like, yeah, I mean, of course, in the 90s, yeah, if that happened to me, my guys would have 
they would have gone for it. He's like, at the same time, he's like, like I saw Dalton get hit, and my first reaction was, oh my god, I hope he's okay. And if you look over at the O line, they're kind of going over there, and he's like, these are kids, man. They're shell shocked. Like you're not talking about Tyron and Frederick and Martin out there. You're talking about a bunch of guys who, honestly, because if anything, it, it showed to me that just the lack of like them gelling as a team. Like, are they, you just come in, are they a part of this? Like, are they a part? He's like, they're not going to, these kids aren't going to go out there and make like a big fuss about it. So I I agree with that completely. I'll also bring up, boy, did I get a lot of text messages when Tristan Hill rolled over on Chris Carson's ankle about how he should be thrown out of the league and that's bullshit. And what a, what a cheap shot. And Oh my gosh, like they should find him and, he should be suspended for 10 games and all this shit. John Bostick tried to take some years off Andy Dalton's life. And all the comments I saw were like, yeah, it's football, bro. Should have slid earlier, dude. That's actually on say, Andy Dalton. Like, I was going to say, those are – like, you notice us, though, not calling for that. Like, I also saw, like, you know, all the blogging the boys and all these sites. Like, what a joke, dude. This guy should be – this is as bad as what Miles Garrett did. And I was like, let's – Calm the fuck down. Like it was. A I agree with that. I also will hit. say that if a, if a, if I do think that if a Cowboys player did that, there would be calls for that player yes. to be racist. And I think Roger would do it. I think that. Well, I think that if it happened to. It. Yeah. Uh, look, we don't. We like to act like that. All the rules are the same for everyone, but anyone who's gets to a certain age or maturity level or just realistic in life starts to realize that's not true and that certain people pay for certain roles yes if that's tom brady or drew Brees, yeah the dude's getting fucking ejected it it was dak it probably you know he did get get suspended and of course the out the the backlash isn't what did the cowboys o-line do instead of (laughs) on this guy who clearly had a dirty hit but you know it's dak and the cowboys suck and it was a noon game like all these little Things and I actually don't think it would have been a big a deal if McCarthy didn't comment on it the way he did after the game. He's the one who kind of spearheaded it into conversation. I yep, think, but, of course, because that's what shitty managers do. They put it on their workers when they are doing a bad job. That's but, just the name of the game. To reinforce, yeah, I would have, I would have felt better for sure if somebody went over there and got in his face afterward. And yes, I would love for anyone on this team at any point goat to show fight or effort. I'm not saying. That's, I think, the the littlest – I think we both agree about how bad this team is and that they're all – I just – I am holding the players a little bit accountable for sure. just looking every week like they – I get they're not bought in, and that's a lot on coaching, but that's a lot on, you know, these indi- – I'm not saying every individual out there, but there's a lot of apathy from this entire of course. team. Of course, and, and I, I'm, I'm not, like, totally discounting – I'm not taking all responsibility off of them like it's not their fault, but, like – Again, like I guess I, I keep returning to the fact that it's like if these were all brand new players and we had never seen them before and this is what they were doing, I would be like, yeah, fuck these guys. But we have seen these guys play with fire and tenacity before. The only variable that's changed is that they brought in this new guy who has a history of losing locker rooms and a defensive coordinator who fucking sucks. So, like, I get it. Like, I too would love to see them go out there and fight, but I also kind of get why they aren't because as a fan i'm like not bought in because this whole thing is so shit yeah well like, yeah i heard some takes too that i think's true like this has kind of been the brand jerry's built like 
<laughs> like these guys are comfortable and they're comfortable whether they're getting their ass kicked or not. Like we always talked about this in the Jimmy era. And this is something that I think Jason instilled in this whole locker room. Like, yes, this team has shown effort under his tenure a bunch, but they've also like this team outside of probably like Dak, who I think is a natural leader as from top to bottom is just a, a total lack of accountability. Like that was my biggest thing that pissed me off with Jason was it wasn't the the in-game management the bad decisions was just a total lack of accountability to ever come out after a game and be like hey man I got my ass out coached or we just got our ass out played it was always oh we're doing some good things in all three phases of the game and I don't know dude I just feel well, like, like that, I saw I saw Jamal Adams tweet is is sad across this whole team and now they're like there's no accountability on anybody I, I saw Jamal Adams tweet after they lost to the Cardinals, and he just said, man, I'm really a sore loser. And like, he yeah. had kind of gone off when they had lost. And, like, we don't have anybody like that. We don't have anyone that gets pissed. They don't no. ever look – I mean, the the only time this season that I can really remember any – I mean, obviously, there, it was an emotional moment when they lost Dak. That was, like, obviously, there was a lot of emotion there. But as far as like anger, the only moment of emotion I can remember was like the second time Zeke fumbled two weeks ago, him slapping himself in the helmet because he was pissed at himself. I was going to say, and then the one shot, I don't know if you were watching, where they showed on the sideline Dak yelling at his O-line to give him yeah. a little bit like that. That was actually like good, or uh, Dalton, sorry, uh, did that this last week. And I was like, good, man. Like <laughs> somebody like get pissed, man. I mean, we we I know we do this every single week on this pod, but dude, that's why you love a guy like Dez is because Dez was a fucking dog. Like you yeah. need dogs. You need Jamal Adams's. You need Jalen Ramsey's. You need dogs on your team. And th- this team, name one person you'd be like, shit, that guy's a fucking dog. Like that guy every week is going to go. He's a pit bull. Like it don't matter if you're 0 16 or six. Like that guy's, he's going to go out. For Randy blood. Gregory. <laughs> well, if he is, I would love to see it. I mean, he's getting, he's going to get burned now that they've, uh, so yeah, apparently they, uh, hit the, they pulled the ripcord on the Everson Griffin experiment, gave him up for a conditional six round pick to Detroit. A lot of, uh, Adios. speculation that he was the, uh, the guy that was kind of the anonymous naysayer to the media about the coaching staff. Uh, but if that's true, I, I don't know how much of that's true. But if it is, like, uh, I mean, I don't really give a shit what he said to the media. I don't he was really a total care. bum I, on the field, to be honest with you. I watched him was, get fucking cooked so many times. What's really crazy is like this team did lose. I keep hearing people like, man, they had they lost a lot in free agency. Like, dog, we lost, we lost Byron Jones, who's a very good corner. I know we chastised him. I don't want to do that again. We lost Malik Collins, who was a starting level serviceable tackle and Robert Quinn, who was a stud. That's three players, dog. Like whoa, those whoa, guys. Whoa. How dare you leave? Oh, and four, Heat, who actually would probably be an upgrade from whoever they start next to Xavier Woods every week. But those four players are not 17 points a game. You know what no. I mean? Like how, like that's not, that's not what, happened here like that's a loss but they also brought in guys who yes they didn't hit on everson griffin and we were wrong they did not hit on don terry poe who is <laughs> one more thing on mccarthy they asked him about don terry poe they're like what do you think of don terry poe and he goes well he's a veteran and so it's like <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a step above of he is a human being on our football team. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's a veteran. Yeah. Uh, you I'm know, just saying they missed on all these dudes. Diggs we like, but Diggs had maybe the worst play of the game in a really bad game where he just, I don't know what, he just sort of let McLaurin run. Well, he's had a couple of those where he has like, he'll have like a play where you're like, wow, that's like a real flash of like potential. This kid could be something. And then next play, you'll be like, is he supposed to be in the NFL? Like, I have a, ah. Like I said, it was just bizarre. It wasn't like McLaurin ran that double move. He just sort of ran straight and Diggs was like, oh shit, that's me. (laughs) That's my guy. But I don't know. Like, that's bad. And, I really do want to emphasize just for people who only watch the Cowboys, like there are really bad offenses in this league that find ways to score points. Like there are really bad teams that every single week find ways to score more than we're at 10 points and, or sorry, 13 points in the last eight quarters. And one of those garbage time touchdowns was, or one of those touchdowns was garbage time or the only touchdown I should say. So like there's, I I know there there's a bunch of backups out there, but that's why I'm getting onto Kellen too. Like, dog, there's plenty of bad teams that score in the NFL every single week. The Jaguars put up 20 points every single fucking week. Like the Jets, I guess they only scored 10, but even the Jets scored fucking 10 on the Bills. Like, it's bad, man, that we can't even find a touchdown with this talent. Yeah, I mean, and and I said last week I thought that the the Washington D line was just going to feast and they did like they did. that was, that was absolutely their game plan from the jump. I mean, everyone got a sack on this defense. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see here. Well, they, yeah. I mean, it's their, it's their, their best unit versus our worst unit. They got six sacks. Uh, Holcomb got a sack. Landon Collins got a sack. Sweat got two sacks. Uh, and a forced fumble. Kerrigan got a sack, and Settle got a sack. Um, yeah, and I mean, Deron Payne was in there causing havoc. You know, Chase Young led the team in tackles. Like, they they got in there and got after it. Well, um, I, I, I pose this, too. Like, yeah, your offense was bad again, but does that mean Antonio Gibson, who – was like a receiver at one point in college is going to run for 130 on your defense. Like he had more rushing yards in the first quarter of this game than he had in the entirety of a single game this year. Well, and and make no mistake, like everyone they ran against you was relatively effective. Like JD McKissick touched the ball five times. He had 35 yards. Like, that's the you, thing you didn't you're... shut anyone down. Like, like I could almost understand, even though I just, blasted the offense for how shitty they were i can almost understand them not scoring but you're telling me like kyle allen and antonio gibson were put up what 28 on your head 25 25 like dude that's a bad offense and they just ran over you all day Um, i mean they they scored right out the gate like i mean they should have scored immediately yeah we Um, actually had a goal line stand of all things on a terrible play call from them but that was insane. I couldn't believe the play call on fourth and one from the one. They just had Kyle yeah. Allen go up the gut and he got stuffed. I mean, that was cool. Was... But then, and then we ran five plays 
and got a safety from our own 16. How do you even do that? Well, you fumble and then Schultz just Schultz it real hard. <laughs> Missed the block and then <laughs> picked it all up and couldn't get out. That was an out. all Schultz play, dude. He absolutely... What's crazy about that, and I we're not going to go through every drive here, but just this yeah, just do like, like kind cow- of just like a drive this by drive because cow- this started like they were going down, and this is, I just want to go through this particular drive because this is oh, okay. so unbelievably Dallas. Like, so we start at our own one because we made the goal line stand, and they gift you on the first play from scrimmage. Deron Payne encroaches, yeah. So you get five yards. You get breathing room. That's incredible. So it's first and five. Zeke Elliott runs for two yards. Second and three on the eight. They give it to Zeke again. He gets six yards. Perfect. Okay. First and 10 from the Dallas 14-yard line. We're cooking. Dalton misses a ball badly to Lamb. Then on second and 10, we run Zeke. It's a stretch play around the end. Two yards. And then on third and eight, you manage this insane safety where you fumble and then Dalton Schultz picks it up and runs backwards into the end zone to get tackled. I just, if that ain't the Cowboys season, dude, like if that ain't the whole fucking year. Well, after Schultz missed, like what's crazy about that is Dalton got sacked from the left side while rolling to the right. Like he was running away from where they came from and he still got hit because Schultz literally didn't breathe on Chase Young. Yeah. I mean that's just I don't know, dude. Like this that's just what I'm trying to get at, Andy. I know you you're all for the tank and I think two things can be true. There's an absolute excuse, if you want to use that word, for yeah, COVID year, a couple free agency losses, and a plethora of injuries. That's a, a fine reason why why you're not playing well but then too like i can also be true that you're not you should be playing better like both of those can be true like you have Almost a bunch of reasons why you're sucking but we should see more we should still see more you're in the most you're in the most winnable division of football and you're getting just blasted by the bottom barrel and we play that's why i'm that's why i'm hoping man i'm my 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 real silver lining in in football life right now I want a lot of things to have changed come February. A lot of things, not just in football. We won't get into that part because that's not this kind of <laughs> podcast. But come February, I want everybody healthy. I want Dak back full speed. I want us to have draft capital about, to either. You're talking about for the for the Super Bowl run? After the Super Bowl run. Uh, uh, <laughs> post-Super Bowl, I would like to have everybody healthy. I would like to have Dak back in the saddle 100%. We know the ankle's okay. I want enough draft capital where we can either go after a premium player if we want them or trade it for a king's ransom worth of picks because we got a lot of places that we need help. And I want a new regime in here. And if that if they are super intent on keeping McCarthy, fine. I think Nolan's but, gone for sure. I think uh, Nolan and Kellen got to go, dude. Like, I'm great, Kellen. Is, Kellen's resume is effectively the same problem we had with Garrett, which is like, no, I promise, if he has 
10 times the talent of the people he's playing and nothing goes wrong, he'll, he'll beat them. Well, great, man. I'm willing to bet we can find a guy that can do that and also put up more than three points. Well, it's just weird. Like I said, some uh, of the I best weapons up, in football. I brought up that whole point about Kellen. Cause I saw uh, David Hellman who, who covers this team. We both follow. And he said like, well, actually one of the, bright spots on this team has been Kellen this year. And I was like, based on what the fact that they would threw for 500 yards a game after falling down by 14 and each of their first four Hellman, games. I love Hellman to death. I really do. I think he's one of the few, like I hate using the word, but like millennial voices within <laughs> the Cowboys, like media sphere. Cause it's all like old guys that either played for or covered the nineties teams. And I love that about Hellman. You know, he's good for a Lil Wayne reference from time to time, and and that that speaks to me. But he is a fucking Kellen fanboy. He's a Kellen truther, and yeah, I'm not I, on I, the train, dude. I'm not. I'm not. I've never seen anything. All right, I'm being up from Kellen that makes me think that he's some kind of boy genius. I, I think agree that, with that. Who would you want to keep? That's what I, I want to get to. Like coaching players, players. or coaches. Okay. Like, do you want a brand new regime coaching and with players? Or, like, who who on this team can we build around at this point? Do I mean, you're stuck with play, some of player, these. Player-wise player, player or coaching-wise? Uh, I'll let you pick where you want to start. Okay, I'll start with coaching no one. Fucking you don't want, you want wipe the slate. I would hire Chris Richard back at D.C. today. Mm. Like, he doesn't have a job right now. And I know that everyone's going to be like, there's a reason for that. Well, I'm fairly certain that he is better than what we got. And he does bring a little bit of energy. I would hire him today to be the fucking DC of the Dallas Probably. Cowboys over Mike Nolan. Over Mike Nolan, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Even over if it's Nolan. In turn basis, sure. Um, so I would wipe the whole slate clean. I think that. This this was a bad hire to begin with. There were people that said that. Green Bay people said that. We didn't listen because we wanted it to be okay, and we figured how much could he fuck up this good a situation? Well, here you go. So wipe the whole slate clean. Get Kellen out of here. Hire. A, I, we need a coach that is a big enough, carries enough gravity of his own to stand up to Jerry and make his own personnel decisions. Oh, he like hasn't had anyone like that. I understand that, that, but like, that's why we haven't been good, dude. That's why we haven't. I mean, yeah. Like the, the whole, like, well, that's just how Jerry operates. Well, that's why Jerry is like he is. And that's why the culture is what it is. That's well, why that's what I'm getting. So it, it's a top down thing. Like that's where I was getting that, that culture and this accountability. Like I was saying, starts at the top. That's not necessarily. Well, head you can't coach. get rid of Jerry. Yeah. I mean, that's, I <laughs> I mean, he'll die. I mean, I think eventually what will happen is Jerry Jerry's dies. Jerry's more, more about the brand than he has about the on-field product for yeah, maybe he's still, 20 years. But, but he's still the one being like, all right, McCarthy, you can come be the coach, but you got to keep Kellen. No, no, no. I, I didn't mean he's hands-off on the team. Let me reiterate. I, I, I was trying to say is like he's A-OK with us putting up eight and eight seats. Like I used to really believe that it killed Jerry inside that this team was bad. And now I'm looking at like the every year in Forbes that they're top five, the fucking new stadium, like 
the brand that is the Dallas Cowboys. And I don't really think he gives a damn about. The yeah, I mean, he's anymore. he's like a slightly less inept version of Snyder. Like he is what Snyder wishes he could be, which is like, yeah, he definitely if you were like, hey, Jerry, I can win you five rings in a row, but you'll lose 20 percent of the team's value. He absolutely will not take that deal. So There's yeah, that's zero percent chance that he takes that. Well, his brain instantly goes, "Well, boy, if we win five in a row, I'm telling you what the value is going to do." In yeah, this oh yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> but I think eventually what will happen is Jerry will die. Stephen will be the like yeah. football side of things, and Charlotte will be the brand business person that runs that right. side of things. And it might get better then because so so I know we got a little sidetracked. I do agree with you. Like we're stuck with, we never really talk about Jerry because we're kind of stuck. I just, I think, I just wanted to point out where I think his mind has been for at least a decade. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree um, with you. So none of the coaches, like now we get to the important part of, of, of players. Like who and how many can you build around that are on this roster? I mean, I personally, and this is obviously just my personal opinion, I think you can build around Dak Prescott. I do yeah. think he's talented enough. I think he's a natural leader. I think he's a good face for the franchise. Um, I think he carries enough weight in the locker room, and I think he's developed really well as a quarterback on the field. Well, um, I think I what think, Dak has showed, just real quick interjection, and kind of what we always said Romo showed was that, like, they've covered up a lot of warts of this team for a long time. Oh, yeah. Like, this apathy, this real, like, culture that exists. Like, those two dudes were just damn good at their jobs. <laughs> Yeah, and made absolutely. made a lot of that hidden. So I agree with you about Dak. Who else? I keep Dak. Um, I do think, given the right circumstances, I still think Zeke Elliott is an incredibly good weapon. And yeah, I think he's for the really, of his uh, contract, he can be very, very good, if not among the best running backs in the league. He's really been taken to. Uh, I don't know what I'm the woodshed. I don't know. I just mean, yeah, his, I mean, he's, his, he's super, he's yeah. He's getting rained on by yeah the whole world. I get it. He's a highly paid guy. Who's not performing. That's, that is what it is. Um, At a position that people really is a luxury. Um, yeah. But I mean, I like people were, I think, people I think weren't unanimous. Right people weren't unanimous in their uh, agreement on whether or not that was worth signing. And now they, you so, know, they're get They feel vindicated in their, in their oh, position. Yeah. that He wasn't worth paying. They're doing um, the, the whole I told you so dance. I'll say this about Zeke, and we both agreed to pay him at the time, but I'll tell you why. I think I said, and I think you agreed with that, yes, we're reaching a time where paying a running back probably isn't a very good idea anymore just because of the short shelf life, the fact that there are so many that you can find, how their prime's usually pretty early in their career. But – that paying Zeke that year before 2018 or was it 2019? Yeah. 20... Made sense. Yeah. Because I thought we had a Super Bowl window. And I thought at the end of the day, you have a better chance to win with him on your team than with it off. And all well, and eat. especially with how that team was set up, like the way was... that team was built at the time, I don't think they can really. I mean, we watched it where they were like, yeah, dude, just you can stick Alfred Morris and fucking Darren McFadden out there, and they'll do. I mean, not the same yeah. thing. Not dynamic. Not game changing. Zeke took you to right. that next level. We watched it happen. Right, and 
so I said, give him his money, and if it looks really bad down the line, we'll fuck it. We'll have to deal with it then. And now, unfortunately, we've reached that point a lot earlier. They did not contend because of a myriad of reasons, Central probably being Jason Garrett. And now with the team looking worse and the O-line looking worse, yeah, Zeke looks worse. Like, I think that makes total sense to me. I still think he's good, just like you do. I just I, – I wish people could separate that and be like, hey, yeah, we – I can admit I'm a guy that doesn't – you know, running backs don't matter. You know, they love – using that slogan but we can also say he's a good player and there's just people who love to rain on well since he got paid i have to spend my whole time just shitting on him you know what i mean like i, I just oh, never yeah. got that mindset. so so i'm i'm keeping zeke um i'm keeping Gallup and lamb um i think both of them are incredibly good i think lamb can be one of the best receivers in the nfl in the right situation i really do i think you give CD Lamb a couple years in an NFL strength and conditioning program, let him fully adjust to the speed of the game. You give him a good quarterback like Dak Prescott. Um, he's, I mean, we've already seen flashes of him being a really, really good wide receiver. I think he can be a truly elite, dominant number one wide receiver. Um, and I think Gallup is everything you could want in number two. He's great after the catch. He has amazing hands. He can grab the 50-50 ball with anybody. Yeah, he is deceptively fast in the vertical. He stretches the field. Um, so they both fill their roles really well. Um, I do think at this juncture, Amari's kind of left out in the cold. Um, we definitely needed him at the time. The trade was absolutely worth it. He gave us some incredible moments. Um, and I think he, I think he's worth the money he's getting paid, frankly, like, but, uh, in the long run, building a team, um, there's some holes in his game and with guys as good as, uh, you know, Amari was really a purchase of necessity and with the guys around him now, I think you can afford to, you it know, all depends long term, right? long term. Yeah. Zeke, you're pretty much stuck with. Like, even if you wanted to get rid of, it just doesn't make sense to what you like. You're not, no one's taking on that contract. Like, people just don't trade for running backs like Herschel Walker style anymore. Um, yeah. So, you're keeping Amari's one of those that's interesting because he is good. And I guess you, until you don't need him, I say keep him. But yeah, if somebody comes knocking and they want to give me a second rounder for Amari right now, I'd do it. That's me, but um, so yeah, I mean the big three, the offense. I think you keep Tyron as long as he's willing to play, which may not ever be again, unfortunately. Um, Connor Williams, huge, gotta build around. Gotta keep him. That's that's your cornerstone of the entire thing, obviously. Um, uh, and then but, Martin, obviously, in a contract, Martin, and obviously top. Five contracts, so which both. which doesn't bother me. I think Lael and Martin are both uh, viable for the next at least two to three to four years. So um, the offense really does sound set. As simple as that sounds, like well, you need you need to fix some things, right? So we we probably do need to find a new, tyrant. you know, prime time left tackle. Um, we need to see if this badass kid can play center long term. If not. We've got to figure that out. Obviously, the departure of Travis Frederick. And and oh, beyond all those things and all those players, um, 
whatever combination of of assets you put in place we needs to gel so we need a training camp we need you know snaps together this like rotating circus of like every single week you're like hey this is brandon he's gonna play right guard like that's that's hardly ever effective even if the players are really really good and these guys are not so um yeah you're gonna have to fix that tight end wise um starwin yeah i'm i'm still a, a believer well, you just paid him so he's probably sticking around yeah yeah and i don't have a problem with that i think blake jarwin I think i've seen I'm enough from blake jarwin whole, to believe that he can can do it so i'm good with the whole offense coming back and it sounds like you really are too i mean yeah you gotta patch some holes but uh that does bring it's me certainly defensively. not a rebuild it's certainly like, not a rebuild now the defense on the other hand you can i'm gonna give you two <sighs> players i'm gonna give you two players i would keep and that would be Diggs. <laughs> and I don't even know, man. I mean, that might be the only person I even care about coming back on defense. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Woods, but I don't think he's like a, you know, high quality starter in the league. Um, the linebacking core, which we've spent significant draft capital on, is kind of a total bust. I mean... Dude, two years ago, we literally called it like the best linebacking core in the world. I mean, and like, and I, I don't think we were foolish to think that at the time. But that's like, so had, wild, right? Like that's that's life in the NFL, baby. That's like that is what like, it is. I mean, LVE was an All Pro. Jalen was a Pro Bowler. He got paid, and then they both just. I mean, LVE had no injury history of any kind. And now he's got <laughs> spinal stenosis. I mean, he probably, I mean, I hate to say this because LVE does everything right, but he's not going to play another full season of football ever again. I'm just telling you. Like, it's never happened unless he's a medical miracle and he's the only NFL player to ever have spinal stenosis and play a 16-game season. He's at best Sean Lee. At best, he's this guy. 12 games a year, he gives you great. 10 games a year, he gives you pro bowl level and yeah, then he's that's that's both. the absolute peak of what you're going to get out of him. Well, Cheeto's Jaylen, a free agent, so he's Jaylen probably gone, right? Is I <sighs> Oh, sorry. Yeah, we'll go we'll keep linebackers. So Jalen, I I know he's your I boy, but I mean, damn. yeah, I mean, obviously I'm biased cuz I love Jalen Smith, but like yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not dumb and blind either. Like he looks flat out terrible. Like Bro, that logan thomas touchdown yeah oh yeah dude i mean it's like i just want to bring up that play if anyone watched their tight end who was a former quarterback at virginia tech catches a ball into Jalen, just can't cover him can't tackle him it's just the worst looking play man i uh there's a lot of bad in that game but that one i was just like good god that's gonna look bad on tape it's gonna look bad now bad on highlights like fucking he just went from really good starter to like I don't know if you can play him. Like I yeah, honestly no, I mean he's a liability. He's for sure like at there was a moment like right after his Pro Bowl year where I was like, Jalen Smith's about to take that next step where he's gonna be this just predator on the field. Just people the guy who's supposed to go top five in the draft. Yeah. He was bad. Yeah. And I and and this just amazing story and like you know, he had all the that, you know, I think like the peak of his career, the high watermark is really going to be 
that play that against Houston. Deshaun, that Deshaun Watson yeah. fourth yeah. and two pop. That, that moment, and I was just like, man, like, look where this kid's been. Look where he is now. Like, Or the play where Randy Gregory forces the sack fumble and Jalen yeah. runs it back for a touchdown. Touchdown, Ugh. yeah, against the Bucks. I mean – those are those are probably going to be like the highlight moments of Jalen Smith's career. Unfortunately, I mean, maybe he goes somewhere else and gets in the right system, and I don't know. And and you know, football is a very recency biased affair. Sure, maybe uh, they bring in some new defensive coordinator who puts in a different system, and some of these guys you know, look like their their old selves again. We have no idea. Cause Jalen Smith isn't like hurt or you know, anything like that. Like he assumably has all the same physical gifts, tools, and skill set that he did when he made the Pro Bowl. So like you know, but as of right now, yeah, yeah, look at Xavier Rhodes, man. He was in Minnesota, was an all pro and then was maybe the worst, like one of the worst graded corners just all stats looked really bad. Minnesota had to cut him in his big contract, and now he's fucking falling this year in Miami. Uh, I forget where he is. Not Miami, obviously. Um, I think I want to say San Fran. But either way, yeah, I mean, sometimes change of, of scenery. Uh, sorry, the Colts. My bad. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you know, Randy Moss is a great example. You know, like, dude was all every, every, everything in Minnesota, went to the Raiders. People were like, he's a total bum. I remember calling you on like our first flip cell phones the day he got <laughs> traded to the Patriots and being like, dude, Randy Moss going to the Patriots. And you were like, that dude's a bum. He's not going to be any yeah. good. And then Randy Moss went that. on to to break the and that wasn't that's not like me like dunking on you for being wrong. But I think a oh, ton of people had that. Wrong. That's just the nature of football. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, either, you know. Jalen Smith could turn it around here. He could turn it around somewhere else, or he could be, this could be who Jalen Smith is forever. And we're never going to see the amazing linebacking prospect that we thought we had snatched from the jaws of, of injury. Um, um, and then yeah, outside of that, man, up. I mean, there's really no one, I mean, in the secondary, I don't think that like you're going to sit here and make a huge case that like Cheeto or Jordan Lewis or Anthony Brown. Or- Dude, I'm dumb with Jordan Lewis. I know he said some flash like Cheeto. I haven't fully given up on, but dude, Jordan. Well, all Lewis, those I'm- guys were guys that like when they were rookies, you were like, okay, like they'll develop and they just really haven't. Like they're pretty much exactly the same level of player they were when they got here. And safety has obviously been a huge liability the entire time and I mean, we've said how many how many drafts have we gone into how many off seasons have we gone into and one final rant for me because this brought it back up like how the fuck earl thomas did not get a job on this team and i know he's still out there for everyone but after what we've seen from this defense literally the worst defense in the history of the sport through six games seven games like how he didn't get a call and how many fuckers on Twitter and shit were like, oh, yeah, well, uh, you know, the Baltimore didn't want him and he's going to ruin team locker room. I laugh at your face. I laugh in every you talking about our our sacred locker room. Dallas is so tight locker room being being on. Here's how long I've wanted a safety. Stupid. I remember very vividly just begging that we would 
somehow get Mark Barron. <laughs> I was going to say Eric Reed's the one I remember, but yeah. When when did Eric Reed go in the draft? What year? That was the year we traded our pick uh, to trade down for Frederick. And with our pick, the Niners took Eric Reed, and we were all like, "Whoa!" Me and you just literally saw red in the moment. Eric Reed was drafted in the in 2013. Well, Mark Barron was 2012. So at least, at least for the last nine years, we've been like, "Please, please draft a safety." How many safe? I know like the 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 pro football focus guy and analytics guy who the same people who don't like paying running backs don't like playing paying safeties, but dude, how many big plays are made by safeties across the league? Like I don't I mean, know, man. I'm, like it, it's just Nico, I'm Fitz, so Pat, Nico Fitzpatrick literally transformed that Pittsburgh defense last year. I mean, yeah, I would love that guy, man. And and I know every like iconic defense has that safety. Every iconic like all everything defense has some hitter at safety. Look at Buda Baker, what he's doing for the fucking Cardinals right now. Like, yeah, a Buda Baker who we drafted, who got drafted like several places after Taco fucking Charlton. And I know he's been hurt for two years, but who do we want over LVE? Who do we want Dallas to move up and take? Darwin fucking Darwin fucking James, James, baby. All pro as a rookie. Like, I, I really hope that's who they address. Like, I would love if we get a top. Right now, they're supposed to get the eighth pick in the draft. I imagine we'll continue to go down. So you get how somewhere about, between how about, four and ten. And I would love you traded down and then took the first fucking safety off the board at 20. And I don't care what. How about my personal would. favorite? Uh the 2015 draft, we took Byron Jones. At pick 27. Kind of a safety for a year. Kind of. <laughs> but at pick 33 in the second round, Landon Collins. Yeah, and he, he was having a good day. He, I think, got maybe torn something. He was God, playing. Dude, uh, the people you could. I mean, it's so. I mean, obviously, you can do this in every draft. I'm just looking at this draft. Frank Clark, end of the second round. Tyler Lockett, third round. Sick. He was a stud from the. Juan Alexander. Knew fourth round yeah uh, i agree so the big one i want to get to before we, we move on to i guess we'll preview sunday night's game um we lost 25 to 3 by the way D-line, like the one that i thought we all all fans thought was a weird move when they made it and has continued to look weird was how much they paid tyron crawford a few years ago and boy is he completely invisible for this team this year probably having his worst season and then right next to him you have tank lawrence who we were big advocates of paying me and you and tank absolutely deserved it the year before he got paid and even last year i was still team tank being like hey man if you look at like disruption stats he actually does disrupt he just doesn't get a lot of sacks and if you look at like expected sacks he actually should have two or three more than he does um but dude i don't know man he's I think you still keep him because I don't think you get much for him, but uh, I'm not like sitting here telling you that I need Tank Lawrence on this team next year at the same time. No, I mean, you look at this dude, it's just he's like the perfect timing. He had perfect timing. He went into a contract year in 2017. He had 14 and a half sacks. They put him on the tag. He got 10 and a half. 
He got paid. He got five. Now he's got two. He's probably going to end this year with four, maybe five sacks. Yeah. I, and it's not that he's the problem. He's still probably their best defensive player. It's just he's like above average as opposed to when they paid him, he was literally only under Vaughn Miller and Khalil Mack. And obviously, like, you know, the market decides your price and all that in three, four years. I'm sure he won't have a contract that high, but that's the level of guy we were talking about. And he has not been. Well, and it, when you looked at you looked at his career up until that point. So rookie year, he only plays seven games, doesn't start any of them. His second year, he starts 13 games. He gets eight sacks. But remember in, in his really rookie year, he had, year of football. he had two sacks on Matt Stafford in the playoffs. He did. In that game he won. Um and a fumble recovery that won the game, which was sick. Yeah. Um, so then his third year in the league, he only gets to start three games because of injury. And so 2017 is only his second full year, and it's his first year ever where he starts all 16 games and he goes off for 14 and a half sacks. So the Cowboys are looking at this like, oh, oh, like when this guy gets a full year, he's the man. And then he does it, I mean, not exactly the same, but like 10 and a half sacks is you're, I mean, you'll take that all day. Well, like, what sucks is too, his price tag went up because after oh, yeah. he followed up a 14 with 10 and a half, he got from like, he's going to get good DN money to, oh, he's going to set the market this year. I mean, that's what happened to Olivier Vernon too, who kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just sad too with Tank. Like Tank and Zeke were my boys. Like I love, and I'm yeah. not giving up on Zeke. It's just like, I mean, we all see the same thing. It's not like he's an X factor out there. And I don't know if you could be behind this line. I mean, you could have, could you have Barry Sanders behind this line and do jack shit? I mean, maybe, I don't know. I, it sucks though. I mean, he's going to have a year where reaching a thousand yards seems difficult now. Yeah. So that's where we stand. We are playing the hated Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. <laughs> they are two, four and one. For the division uh, lead, winner will be the division leader. Yeah. Uh, they With are Washington. one, two, and one at home. Uh, <laughs> we are playing in the link. They uh, just came they off are the favorite. Squeak. They squeaked out a win against the Giants. In they, they are the favorites. Match. The uh, matchup predictor gives them a 72.9% chance to win. They'll still take them. <laughs> Um, so they are heavily favored in this game. I'm looking up the spread as we speak. Can anyone on our secondary guard anyone on their practice squad? Because that's essentially who they're starting. Well, I would like to think that Diggs can cover JJ Arkea Whiteside. I think that's not that's not out of the question. Can Jordan Lewis cover Travis Fulcom? Ah. Uh. Not not totally sure on that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, good, good stuff. Do we not have a line this weekend? Uh, I thought it I might not saw be out yet. It. Thirteen yeah. games, but I don't see. Um, hold on, I don't know if it's up on our site, but the line, the Eagles, I know, opened up as a huge favorite, but I'm trying to find the line. Yeah, it's not at the bottom of the uh, ESPN matchup page like it normally is. I wonder if they were so heavily favored they yanked it because 
Vegas was just like, yeah, this is sad. Vegas is like, God, is anyone going to bet on this game? Uh, seven and a half. Favorite. Yeah, they'll beat that. God, Honestly, oh, yeah. fade the boys, to be honest with you. Yeah, I do. I I think Philly can beat us by a touchdown. I mean, dude, we lost by 23 points to – 22 points to Washington. Well, we can't stop anyone. Like, anyone. Well, we like, can't we, score we anymore play, And that's – yeah. So, we – literally the two worst offenses in the league in Washington and New York just drummed you. And so, yeah, you can't stop Philly. And so, so – what's your, what's your prediction? So – Briefly to preview, we talked about Phillies really beat up. Probably the only thing they are healthy at is their O-line. They're without Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, whatever other bums. Oh, and Jalen Rager, I think, is questionable. He might come back this week. Um, so they're they playing. Carson Wentz, Wentz, though, who is. But they do have Carson Wentz, who. He has 10 touchdowns and 10 picks. I know everyone loves to rag on the dude, and I do too, but. In reality, like Philly's winning this division. He's the best player still in this division. He's survived. Much, he, but he's, he's the last man standing. Yeah. As weird as that is. Um so that's their offense. Their defense all I can really say is I know they have Darius Slay now. I don't really know shit else about their defense and Fletcher Cox. Um but they've been pretty decent. They haven't been great. They're probably an average NFL defense, which is good enough to stop this offense this week. So I'm going to say 31 to 14. I'm going to say we get two touchdowns this week. So you're picking the over, huh? Because the over-under is 43. What, I put it right at 34 or 44, so that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 30, um, 31 to 14 that's what i'll say i'm going uh 30 to 7 no 30 to 9 we're gonna kick three field goals and one of them's um, gonna be like 30 to 6 and we'll kick that field goal like real late in the game yeah hell yeah <laughs> um yeah this is gonna be an ass kicking uh dallas is bad at everything um yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to lose this game by as much as possible. The faster we can fire someone off this staff, the the better. Um, these one teams step closer to a premium all draft All teams pick. that you see like this, shit comes to a head, right? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Like, they, they break. Just like the Jets, until Adam Gase gets canned, they will break. Like, Atlanta finally got their first win after they fired Dan Quinn. Like, all yep. this shit. Although they blew another fucking lead on Sunday. Anyway, poor they Atlanta. Have, they have three losses where they are at a 99% plus chance to win the game. And they lose it. That's painful. Um, Yeah, so we're going to lose. I mean, we're really bad. I don't, want, I don't want anyone to think, like, yes, the division's on the line. Like, me and Andy will joke about it all week. Like, hey, this is for the NFC East, baby. But... No, I mean, we're not – they're a far better football team than us as currently constructed. At full yeah, strength, I, uh, it's probably a pick em, but right now – I don't want to win this right. game. I don't want to win this game, and we won't. So, there it I is. I won't say that. I would be fine winning because I just, like I told you, I don't know if having a top five versus ten pick is a huge difference for me, but 
I guess you're just wanting heads to roll, so the uglier it looks, the I better. want heads to roll, and I want. I think you can get a you can get more in a trade for a higher pick than you can for a lower one. And if I knew they would the trade rate, down, I would love for them to get as high as they could. I think if they get like a top four, they'll do something fucking wonky and actually draft a guy up there. <laughs> Let me ask you this: I was asked this question this week. Let's say the Cowboys do wh- however they end up, whatever pick they end up with, they get to the draft, and Trevor Lawrence is staring them in the face. <laughs> I know. I only... I said no because it's like you're effectively like... You're gambling on the delta between... Trevor Lawrence and Dak, and I do think Trevor Lawrence will probably be better than Dak, but like many things I don't go even wrong know. there. I think <sighs> that's really hard. I only pause on it because Trevor Lawrence is probably the top QB prospect of the last. Like, I'm trying to think the last guy who came in with as much hype as Trevor. Lawrence. Maybe Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's probably a really good one. Andrew Luck was probably the last. Like, this guy's a surefire hit. Um. I know quarterbacks go one every year, and there's a lot of good ones, but like the level of hype Trevor Lawrence has received, it's like can't miss territory. He was that he was that guy in high school. I mean, he was the number and, one. And let in me the say class. that I don't even think he'd be that much better than Dak. It's just one. I think if he do draft a new QB, that's a total reset, and yeah. almost like part of me is almost dying for that. And I would love to see Dak go kill it for another team, as crazy as that is. Like I don't. I don't know. I, in our current in our current situation, I think we would break Trevor. Like it'd be bad for Trevor because he'd get all this pressure on his shoulders. He got no. What if they really did? Him. What if Jerry just went full bore clean house and after the season fired every coach, let Dak walk, and they got Trevor Lawrence and he cut Zeke and they just literally went full rebuild. I mean, it would be I. In some ways, I'd be pissed. On another hand, I'd be like, that's very decisive. Like, that's – you've decided this is unacceptable, and that in and of itself would give me some level of hope that you care about the team. The old, the old Tony Romo decision, there's more – or Tony Romo quote, there's more lost by indecision than wrong decision. Yeah, because, I mean, like you said, like the really depressing part isn't that we're bad or that, you know, we might make the wrong decision. It's that Jerry seems to have figured out that – the seats are full and the endorsement deals get signed, whether they're five and 11 or 12 and four. And so, you know, sure. I'd like to win, but we can make peace with this. Boy, that's interesting. I, I will say, I saw someone say about Justin Fields and I'm not nearly as high on that. I'd be fucking, I'd lose my mind if they did that, but what sucks is like Dak's really like the one guy I want to build around. Like, yeah, me too. I, me too. You can you can almost I'm talk to me. Dak, Dak fan. At this point, what's funny is I think even I remember we went to camp last year. We were still on the like I don't know man side of things. And after last year and this year, I, I, I'll admit I totally have turned face. And I'm like, man, give give him whatever. Like I'm I'm all Dak, and anyone else you think is expendable is probably good with me, man. Like, yeah. So there you have it, ladies and gents. We'll see what happens come Sunday. Uh, Sunday Night Football is a primetime game, so that'll be fun. National embarrassment in front of the nation. 
Um, so yeah, Ben, is it time to get to the, uh, the only positive part of our life still remaining in positive in the black, yada, yada. If you're a gambling, aholic, don't listen. If you literally fast forward to the pod to reach here, we welcome you with open arms. Um, And please, if you do need help, reach out 1-800-522-4700, the national council on problem gambling helpline. It is an addiction. It can ruin your life. If you have the problem, turn this off right now. But if you don't, boy, you're in the right place because me and Ben have been killing it. All right. So I listened to the end of our pod last week, and we were very flip-floppy on on some of our picks. So I feel not flip-floppy. We just were kind of throwing out a lot of thought. We didn't have very much decisiveness. So I want to have more this time. Um, But to review last week. Yeah, last week. So we did. We faded the Jets as usual. That bit us in the ass. Finally, they were ten and Only a half point dogs. They fell down ten nothing, and then the Bills still won sixteen to or what eighteen to 18 ten. Eighteen to ten. They just yeah. kicked six field goals. They could not get in the end zone one time. They kicked the Jets' ass. They just could not get in the fucking end zone, which is all we needed. And so we did finally lose a fade the Jets. Um, it's still a religion. It's still the way of life. You're not going to go 16 and 0, it's, but hey, uh, don't don't ask one. us if we're don't even ask us if we're doing it again because it's a lifestyle. Okay, it's we're not we're not vacationing in fade the Jets. We moved here, we bought property, we're on the school board. Our kids go to school here. Me and Ben are the presidents of the homeowners association of fade the Jets. So get used to it. Um, well, next yeah, up, Christians got, love to say God is good all the time. You know, sometimes uh, things aren't good though. You know, fade the Jets. Yeah, that's our religion. Like. It's good all the time, but you know sometimes it, it might be a little bad, it might be a little down. Hey, you know, it, it, what what is sunshine without rain? So, next up was our new strategy: fade the boys. We had Washington minus one, and, and the took, under of forty four and a half. We parlayed that, and obviously they both hit. Yes, so we turned twenty units into about sixty units on that one. That was a big it. three to one. Ah, uh, next one, let Russ cook. Seattle minus three and a half. Yeah. I felt they really confident about, about this. Seven chances to win that fucking game. And they the one that it. really hurt me was they went to overtime, which I briefly got hope again because suddenly it's like they're not going to win by three. They got overtime, so like they can win again. And they got he the throws ball. a touchdown pass to they DK the Metcalf. Yeah. They throw a touchdown to DK Metcalf and fucking lock it with a hold gets it called back they end up losing this game so that bit us in the ass real bitch there about that is i lost to our buddy in in fantasy and i had russ he had lock it and literally every ball went to fucking lock it and then the one that doesn't lock it's like no still gonna hold it's my week anyway yeah. uh that was a really bitter game i had to turn that one off because i was getting very angry uh, and then so. finally last but not least the three-team teaser the debut of our teaser strategy we had Green Bay plus three, KC minus one, Pitt plus seven. Bing, bang, boom. Hit on all of them. You love to see it. We did, man. That one hit big. Um, I actually a text one of our buddies go texted me that he followed us on that teaser. So he's got some extra units. Um, unfortunately, I think he threw all his winnings into the Bears plus six, and they got their ass kicked on Monday. But hey, he did follow I our. Do not trust the fucking Bears at all. 
Well, hey, they beat Tampa, and everyone keeps telling me how fucking good Brady and Tampa is. So, um, I just had to get that out there. I'm still bitter about that team. Yeah, I'm. So this this week, Atlanta or Tampa is an 11 point favorite over the Giants. That is mm-hmm. such a huge spread. There is no way I am taking that, but I did think it was worth calling out. I found it interesting. Um, cute. Um, man, I'll tell you what. This is an interesting week. I'll I'll go ahead and let you go if you want your lock. I will say, interestingly, fade the Jets. It was a 21-point game. It's jumped to a 19-and-a-half-point game for KC. So money following the Jets, funny enough. I mean, okay, obviously fade the Jets. However, we have seen in the past that Kansas City tends to play to somewhat play down to their competition. So I'm worried about such a huge spread. So they're not game. allowing parlays in this game, by the way, which I think is funny. Um, Interesting. Um, first half is Kansas City by 11 and a half. I don't even know if I like that. If I did anything, it might be fade the Jets in the first quarter, bro. Six and a half. Literally oh, just I'm, I'm 100% are... down with that. I'm 100% down with that. The Chiefs are scoring. So you, want, you want my lock of the week? It's bold. Uh, yeah, so we'll take the Jets. Everyone out there following, we may not do the 19 and a half. We have to fade the Jets, but I'm feeling six and a half in the first quarter. Casey's going to score a touchdown, at least one, probably two. And so I'll take that. I like that a lot. Here's my lock of the week, Ben. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers plus God. three and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. Whoa, I forgot they're playing them, but we do. You know how I feel about the Ravens against like good teams, man. I know, but I believe in Pittsburgh. By the way, our units are back to plus 150 on the year. Uh, I like that. I like that. Um, But yes, I'm putting in our win. (laughs) Bet 20 to win 16 on this six and a half first quarter. So you better fucking win it, Mahomes. All right. Let's see. What else? Um, let me look at this game, man. So you're telling me Jets and Ravens. That's your lock, huh? My, Jets, my no, Ravens. Pittsburgh plus three and a half against the Ravens. You want money right on this? Or do you just want the three and a half? I want the three and a half. I think that the I, I think if the Ravens do there is a chance the Ravens beat them, but like it'll be a close game. So Yeah, I'll take that. Um I like the over too, honestly. Um, I need to look at weather before I parlay an over. And if I do do the over, I'd rather just bet it than parlay it. 46 and a half. That does seem low. What's the weather? All right. Where are they playing? They're playing in Baltimore. Baltimore weather. Let's look at this. Let's get like some real degenerates and look at this shit. Sunday. Sun degrees and rain. Yeah, what time is this game? This game's at like noon. They might be okay, man. 57 and cloudy. That's what I'm saying, man. All right. 46 is low. You want pit in the over? Or do you yes, want sir. pit plus the over? Like uh parlay? I want to parlay it. Pit plus the over. Okay, okay, okay. Let's make that a parlay, son. Um 
we're getting into this like i hate winning change now so i'm putting 22 units on so he wins 60 i like the clean win you know? yeah yeah most definitely so i also did 21 on our other one to get a cleaner payout oh you can bet or with bitcoin Oh yeah, dude! They beg you to bet with fucking Bitcoin. I bet they do because you'll like, here's my one Bitcoin for whatever, and then it goes up in price, and they're like, "Ha ha, fucker! <laughs> you actually gave us fifty percent more money than you meant to." No, yeah. They Can do I that. bet my Google stock shares? Okay, so we got those. I'm already locking them in. I know we usually do Sunday, but I'm feeling good about them now. And if I need to, sometimes they don't let you cash out when the line moves. Well, that makes sense. All right, so let's look. You know what I'm feeling, dude? I know Tennessee's look kind of shitty, but the Bengals at six. I'm kind of attracted to the Raiders at plus two and a half. The Browns are down OBJ. They're kind of gay. Browns favored. Let's take the Raiders money line. Yeah. I want money line Raiders. I tell you, man, I told Garrick this too, and he's going to laugh at me. I hate betting the Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Lions because they're like middle of the road teams. And you yeah, they're very them. unpredictable. Very they unpredictable. Lose, they can lose to anyone or beat anyone. And so I hate betting for them or against them. But we're going to go ahead and do this 20 units money line Raiders. So that's three. Um, we might as well go ahead and put it on Dallas and. Yeah, uh, Eagles. Easy, easy decision there. Although they're not listed yet. So we'll yeah, we'll have to wait. Oh, how do you feel about uh, Carolina minus three at home against the Falcons? Mm, not a fan. But I don't mm, – no, I don't think so. I think Atlanta's so bad, dude. No, I keep – I tell you, I always overrate Atlanta. It really is a problem for me. But three-point dogs, like, I don't know. The Panthers might get McCaffrey back this week, too, for what it's worth. True. I'm kind of surprised. Well, I say that. The Seahawks, the Seahawks just lost. I was said I was going to say I'm kind of surprised that San Francisco's only – I almost wanted that, point. but, dude, Seattle's really weird against teams in their division. Yeah, like, they are. They very, very much are. They mash everyone outside their division. <sighs> and the game. Buccaneers game is weird, too, because I'm like, on one hand, I'm like – 11 such a huge spread. I'm tempted to be like, we should put money on the Giants. But the Giants are so bad, and Tampa's looked really good lately. Can I tell you what I want to do on this game? I want the under. I don't think the Giants can't score against Tampa, bro. True. But Uh, but 46 is low because Tampa could put up 35. Yeah, I was going to say that's my only concern, especially now that Brady's getting to call his own offense. He's just like throwing three touchdowns a game to Gronk. Yeah. All right. So what do we have right now? We have we have Raiders and money line. That's a good payout. Two team parlay on Pitt in the over and the Chiefs on fade the Jets. So interesting. Do we want another game? You like Carolina at Atlanta. Oh, and we have and we have Cowboys Eagles, it's just not listed yet. Yeah, so we really want one more if I'm feeling it. And yeah, we could look at a teaser. I don't yeah. know if there's anything I love. Um, dude, this Rams Dolphins game is funny to me. Tua's first start, and they're four point dogs. Like, 
I feel like the the Rams are weird because don't you think the Rams should win every game by like ten and they somehow dogfight team anyway? Oh yeah. But I feel good about that. Like four point favorites over the Dolphins. But if you turned it, if we teasered that shit and we were like Dolphins plus ten, I'd feel great about that. Or or Rams minus or plus two, that I'd feel great about. You tease that out with like like Tampa Bay minus five, that I'd feel great about. I was gonna say I would feel better about that if we teased it against Green Bay on Minnesota and being one point. Dude, Green Bay destroyed yeah. Minnesota week one, and now they're home. Green Bay, Green Bay, one point. So let's do, let's do that. Let's do uh, Green Bay minus one, Rams plus two, and Tampa Bay have- minus five. You really want to throw Tampa on? Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, be five point th- favorites over, over the Giants. Five. That's so easy. All right, three team teaser. We're getting cute with it. I love it. Um, for y'all listening, that's Green Bay minus one, the Rams plus two, Tampa minus five, and bet twenty win thirty. Boom. And then we'll bet the Giants, Cowboys, whenever that comes out. So Eagles, yeah. Cowboys, but yeah, most definitely. Oh yeah, Eagles, Cowboys. Sorry. Oh, that's I it. like it. Hell yeah, dude. That's it's the only thing keeping me interested in football is the degeneracy of online sports gambling thank you I love how, America. I love how our, our bets are just change it good i love that now we have a money line bet we have a two-team parlay we have a three-team teaser we've just gotten so we have a first quarter bet on the jets to be faded we've gotten real cute this week i love it hell yeah dude and like the other day i uh bet someone cassie's life on a coin flip dude it was so tight <laughs> i'm really into this now Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'm too, well man. anything really else we need to get? To, anything else we need to get to before we uh, get out of here? No, I think that's it, man. Uh, fade the boys, fade the Jets, and I'm gonna say my piece early. Because all right. Well, thank you guys is. so much for listening. As always, we really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to Boys Will Be Boys, Bets Will Be Bets. As always, leave a like, subscribe, comment, and a rating on iTunes. It helps us as we fight our way to the top of the charts. Um, also, guys, one last thing. Obviously, this is the uh, the last podcast you'll hear from us before one of the most important days of the year and of recent memory. It is Election Day. Come next Tuesday, November 3rd. Um, you know, obviously, everyone has uh, differences of opinions around politics, and we're not here to tell you how to vote. What I am here to do is to tell you to vote. Um, you know, all over the world right now, there are people in developing nations and even in not-so-developing nations that are fighting every single day for the right to exercise their democratic right to cast a ballot, and people give their lives every single day for that same right. Um, we're fortunate enough to live in a country where – you know, you never have to worry about your own personal safety when it comes to going to pick the candidate of your choice. Uh, and so I urge you to, as an American, go exercise that right and cast a ballot for the person you think is the best to run this country is one of the most patriotic things you can do. Um, so that is my spiel. Go vote. We love all of you. Thank you so much for listening. As always, Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Go vote.